Hi, this is Unity Marguerite doing the High Vibes podcast this afternoon, sponsored by Birch and Fog. Hi, friends. It's Talia from High Vibes. Thanks so much for tuning into my podcast. I'm super excited for today's podcast because this is somebody who I've had a major girl crush on for a long time. And if you've seen that infamous picture of her, which was on like the front page of a magazine, you would see why. So I'm super excited to introduce you guys to Unity Marguerite. She is the founder of Bliss Cloud, which is a blog for women, especially especially for um, women in like the later stages of their lives. And and she is just killing it with that content and she's amazing and I super support everything that she's doing. She also has another business which is called Indications VIP which is um, kind of like an Airbnb or as I like to call an Airbud NB and so you can find different places where you can you um where you can rent and you can get a good deal for that. So that's really awesome. I also wanted to shout out an amazing company, Besha Jewelry. So on Instagram, you guys can find them. Um, B-E-S-S-E-H-A Jewelry, J-E-W-E-L-L-E-R-Y. Again, I'll say Besha again for you. So B-E-S-S-E-H-A. E-H-A. And this is an amazing company from Toronto. She's got like this minimalist boho chic thing going on. I've got this beautiful eye bracelet, which has been protecting me. I love it so much. You can definitely check that out on her Instagram page. I also bought some other necklaces, which are so pretty. So I bought this beautiful moonstone for myself because I've been waiting for one for like the longest time. And then she was such a doll and she sent me this gorgeous kyanite emerald lake kyanite and um it is pretty much like no bad vibes so i love it you guys should definitely check them out what i love about the name besha is that it actually means enjoy in moroccan in arab sorry arabic that you would say to um, somebody before they had a meal or cheers or something like that um, try on some new clothes and so yeah her partner's Moroccan and that's where that came from just wanted to come on and apologize for the sound quality and the rest of the recording it seems that I got too baked with unity and um, thanks to coastalwildfire.com filming right now are you recording we're recording we're chatting oh I had no idea <laughs> <laughs> we're just having a conversation I like that We'll get, you we'll get to, of course. Oh my god, oh god. I you were like asking me questions for the podcast. No, we, that was just like, if, if there's something to use there, then like we'll put it in. So you've been using cannabis since you were 15. Yeah. And I think that a big part of like your success is um, your demographic. You know who you're talking to and and you obviously are a key opinion, a key opinion leader in that space, which is so amazing. Um I think that you're helping be stigmatized and normalized for maybe one of the hardest groups, mm-hmm. but one of the groups that really is going to make a difference and is going to make a change. Yeah. So I, I really love your mission and, um, and what you're doing with Bliss Cloud and how you're helping others normalize and have cannabis in their wellness for them, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm a big believer. Like, So I've been smoking cannabis, yeah, for... I say 26 years. I'm going to stick with that stat for a while. <laughs> and um, 
it's something I've always, it's something that's always been there. It's like yoga and coffee, like it always comes back. Oh, I love that. Yoga and, and coffee. I say I'm new to modern cannabis, so I've only been involved in modern cannabis for two and a half years. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I'm so attracted to all these beautiful tools is that for the previous 24 years, I didn't have access to any of this. So this yeah. is all super exciting. Yeah. Definitely. And my goal is to change the narrative about who the cannabis consumer is. Because right now, we keep repeating the same narrative over and over and over again. So I went to the D.C. Cannabis Retail Store, the only legal place to buy legal cannabis in the province of British Columbia. Yeah. And the tools that they had available to purchase were, like, old-school glass pipes. And I know that people really like those now, but those were here in the 90s. And so, like, when I'm looking at something that's been around for 25, 26, 27, 28 years, it doesn't get me excited. Like, I'm like... Meh. It's not new, and that's what the BC Cannabis Retail Store was selling. Yeah, and their bombs they were selling were Cheech and Chong bombs. Oh, which is so not a, like that's so what we're not about, you guys. Like, I was angry. I almost had a temper tantrum. I believe it. And you guys, I just want to show you a little bit about what Unity's talking about when she's saying that because she has all this like gorgeous flower laid out. She's got her marble. We are both like marble and rose girl queens. <laughs> like that is definitely we align on that in so many ways. We love everything fashionably high.ca. Um, yeah, this is all beautiful cannabis. Nothing about this is cheech or chong or this is just women who enjoy cannabis and this is what it looks like now. This is the normalization of it and that's a beautiful thing. Even look at these pillows. The fashionably high uh, .ca pineapple and cannabis pillows. Like so yeah, we I definitely get that. I, I think that there should be some innovation and there should be things like this, like rolling tools for women instead of Cheech and Chong. And there's nothing wrong with that being our roots. It's just not what we're it's just not about. diversity. It's not diversity. There's nothing yes. wrong with anything. It's just it's not diversity. And what we're seeing is that people are investing in the same narrative over and over and over again. Because yeah. they say, well the data and the stats tell us that this is the demographic that's consuming cannabis. And the problem is is that the investors are not understanding that the reason other people are not consuming cannabis is because no one's targeting them. No one's making these beautiful tools for them. And now that these beautiful tools are being made, see you guys? Like, how is that? That is a huge joy, and it is beautiful. I know. Good so, job, my friend. High five to that. Yes. High, high five and high five. So, um, should we smoke this? Let's smoke that. <laughs> I think so. I'm going to go get my nice lighter. Okay, that sounds good. So, so do you, like, is self-care, like, a big part of your, like, wellness? Yeah, because I'm so lucky. Like, look at this. Like, I, not only do I not have a man in my life, I don't have any kids. Yeah. Like, do you know how easy it is for me to take care of myself? <laughs> <laughs> that's all I do every single day, all day, oh. 24 hours a day. Like, that's all I do. Yeah. I'm, like, the luckiest person alive. And people go, oh, that's selfish. I'm like, no effing way. Not. <laughs> well, it's selfish in the best way, right? Like, the way that you're saying it is, like, I'm taking care of myself, so there's nothing wrong with me taking care of myself, because what else am I going to do but take yeah. care of myself? And also, like, I just listen to all my friends that have kids, and they don't get to go to yoga. They don't, they don't, like, you know, if you're working with kids, like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, like, hardcore. Like, those women are, like, the most hardcore people in the world. Yeah. It's, like, Women are such caregivers. Like, they take care of everybody in the family. Yes, absolutely. And at some point in time, like, you get so caught up in it that you realize, when was the last time that I even took care of myself? And then yeah. 
And and when you get to that place where you've just like fallen apart and you're like, I don't even know how to take care of myself. And like, there's a lot of expectation for us as women to like, you know, have our perfectly shaved armpits and our like everything deferred and everything like neat and kept and tidy and in yeah. its place. And it's just yeah. like, wow, on top of taking care of everyone else. Yeah, and on top of the fact that now we view equality, meaning that like, we're supposed to be, um, you know, we're supposed to be paid equally to men in theory, right? Yeah. But the fact is, is women have to work harder. Yeah. Have to work far harder to get the same results. Yeah, the like, same amount. The same amount. Like we have to show up every single time and nail it. I feel like there's so much more pressure on us. Really, like, I feel like, and men, I think they'll be like, oh, that's not true. And, and they have their thing that they can say about that. But we train ourselves to be like that, right? Yeah. Like, it's a gender thing that we do. I and it's like, not bad. No. But I think we have to recognize that we do this. And that's where we have to shift the dialogue. This is where we have to change the conversation. Because we have to start recognizing, okay, like, this is who we are. And how do we shift this so that we are happier and that we are getting the self-care that we need in our lives? And that, like, life becomes easier because the level of responsibilities, like, they, like, the older we get, the greater they get. Yeah. And they never get lesser than where you're at right now. So you have to learn to adjust the re- to the responsibilities, and you just have to learn to, like, level up every single time. And that's where cannabis comes in. Level up. I, I really like how you mentioned that. And, like, definitely um, there's, like, new devils at new levels, right? Like, that's something oh, that's that a, I've been... I never heard that. I've been feeling that lately. Oh, <laughs> well, and then that's the thing is, like, you know you're up-leveling when you have a new devil, and you're like, I haven't dealt with this problem yet. Together. <laughs> so I I love what you're doing, and, I, and, and that's the thing is, like, I think that people see what you're doing. Maybe people are more mature at your stage where they're like, I don't have time to I sit on Instagram. It's the like baby Dude. thing. Like, once people have babies, like, life gets crazy, yeah. you know? And then suddenly, like, all this other stuff, like, you just kind of, like, go, it doesn't matter. Or, like, yeah. when you experience, like, loss in your life or people die, like, you're like, fuck this shit. This is bullshit. Like, people need to grow up and realize that life is really yeah. short. And all we have is this present moment and anything can happen at any time. And it just when we get so angry at other people, like we carry that hate in ourselves. And that's that doesn't work. Like that's a breakdown. And I've been there. Like I've been that person. And it sucks. And I know the pain. And, and it's, you know, and I could call that like chronic or ongoing depression or anxiety. Like it's all, it's all our thoughts. And our thoughts are so intense. And we really have to learn to identify our thoughts yes. because that's the only way that we can change the dialogue is that we have to change the dialogue that's going on inside our heads. Yeah. And that's a skill and it's a talent and it takes practice. Yeah. And that's another way where I find cannabis is really, really helpful because I have anxiety and um, I definitely have OCD tendencies, right? Like, it's very obvious. Like, if you come into my home, it's literally like, guess the mental illness. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Right? Like, you go into my home, trust me, you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is depression. This is what depression looks like. Oh, oh, my God. Gross. But do you know what I mean? But it's still our homes. And I think what I've learned is, like, for so long, I would deny that I would get depressed. 
and I would feel shame, and then I would be using cannabis, but I didn't know that cannabis was helping my depression. And so then what would happen is I would feel shame and make myself wrong around my cannabis use. And then that actually kind of feeds the depression, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel good when the government and society and culture is telling me that what I am doing is bad. It's a terrible feeling. Now, how do you find that with the line blurring because you do live this lifestyle? Because I struggle with that, too. Like, I feel like sometimes people, like, I have to justify myself, like, this is my medical use, and this is my recreational use, and this is my, where, and it's like, why can't I just be like, this is my experience with plant healing, you know? Yeah, and it's an experience for everybody, and it just, like, and I like how you say plant healing, because I don't think it's just cannabis, like, I do yoga, I yes. meditate, I have one of those Muse headsets. That's so cool. Um, I'm so lucky Emerald Health gave it to me. That's so cool. Because these things are expensive. Like, yes. I would never buy one for myself. And it's like, I think it's like $269. Yes. Have you masturbated with it? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even say that on podcast. Oh, okay. I, am like, I am like PG. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like I can ask this I don't know if you ask you it. can ask it and oh then I will respond the way that I did and I'm okay. not going to be wrong for asking it <laughs> okay, okay. Um, no I'm just like that's what I would do yeah well that's a good idea because you can actually watch the brain waves and so I've used it when I'm working and I'll put it on and I'll listen to the music and then I can like it tracks my brain waves and so I can see how active my brain is it's like phenomenal I love it that's so cool yeah, so much yeah. so shout out to Emerald Health this is a non-sponsored shout-out. This is organic. Well, it's good. It's good that you're talking about the stigma, talking about mental health and, and well-being, and, and I love the mission that you're doing. I really love your execution. I love the mission. I, I feel like you are definitely somebody that I want to emulate, somebody I look up to, somebody that um, you guys have to go and follow, like, really, like, and so much more. Thank you for what you do. Oh my god, thank you. Like, you're the sweetest thing ever because, like, you reached out to me and, like, that takes such courage and most people don't have the courage to do that. And it's, like, I strongly believe um, in cannabis. Like, it's such an incredible experience and it's so massive and it changes so quickly. Like, we have to have these moments where we connect. Yeah. Because then we go out, we don't know when we're going to see each other again. But I really feel like doing sessions with yeah. people like really connects us and especially when we have these like amazing conversations and sharing ideas mm-hmm. and then I'm like okay and then I feel like I've got that girl's back yeah and we do that's the thing is it's never like a competition thing because we have this energy connection we have this shared yeah and and the thing is is you can try and create that online all that you want but if there is nothing like face-to-face eye contact real vibes you know like there's nothing like that so yeah. I I, I do agree. Like, the sessions are everything. If you guys can, like, get out and sesh. I know it sounds, like, nerve-wracking, especially if you're a social anxiety person, but, like, do it. Put yourself in that comfort zone. You're going to make amazing friends. And, and you know, you have, anytime you're in Alberta, my home is your home. Please come and visit. I'm going to Alberta because I want to come see all the stores. Ooh, come Because we don't have any. <laughs> we'll come. We'll go to come. Um, what what do you like? What do you, what's your I actually experience? haven't been to a legal store yet. I know that that sounds crazy. <laughs> <but> <laughs> why not? Because um, I'm knee-deep in the craft. No, I, uh, I, I just really 
don't know how I feel about it yet. Like, I feel like maybe I'm a slow adopter. It's hard, you know? Like, it's really tough um, with legal cannabis. Like, um, it's at such an interesting point in history because we have these long-term cultivators that really have a passion for the plant, and they're creating these amazing buds, and that's all yes. we've had access to. Um, it's kind of hard to take a step back, isn't it? Well, it's a step back, but it's also a step forward because we also need to acknowledge um, these LPs have worked really hard, you know? Like, it's crazy. Like, can you imagine, like, starting a business and having this vision? Multi-millions of dollars. Raising it and asking for money. And, yeah, they finally get traction and they get momentum, but, you know, and they're all doing it differently and everybody's making it up. I just truly believe, like, we cannot be competitive. It's, like, far too early. Yeah. Like, there's still a stigma. Like, yes. there's still a massive stigma. And so until cannabis consumption is normalized, like, we all have to work as a team to normalize it. Yeah. It's far too early to be competitive. And so I look at the LPs, and I really want to say thank you for, you know, doing this and being these people that are making these new pathways that nobody's ever done before. And Without you, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, and to have forgiveness that the bud isn't what craft is. But then that's what I love, too. I love that it's not the same because then this really, I want the craft to understand, like, we want their cannabis. We want their butt. Yeah. And we you don't know? want to do away with it. To the we don't. And so yeah. we want them to transition into the legal market. Good. Because we want their product. Yes. Like, we want we love it. it. We love it. We love it. We love it. And it's two different consumer experiences. And they're, they're, they're non-competitive. Like, we have to stop yeah. behind the lens of pharma, and we have to stop applying the lens of tobacco and alcohol. We need to apply the lens of cannabis. Yeah. And this is a brand new lens, and we're all making it up. And nobody really knows how this is going to play out, but everyone's playing a significant role in this process. Yeah. And it's important because of health and wellness. It's important because it's now breaking down those stigmas where people can now say, where can I buy CBD oil? Yeah. Where can I, like, I'm in, I'm interested in this. Where can I learn about this? And, mm-hmm. and I found that since legalization, people will either tell you they're really for it or people will tell you really against it. But if nothing else, it's a dialogue. We're opening up the yeah, dialogue. that's it. We just need a dialogue and we need communication. <clears throat> we need the science. Like, we know once yeah. the science comes out, and it's going to come out, and it's going to start coming out really quickly, yeah. that that's going to shift everything. And it really is going to be huge. Like, like I don't, like, it, it's mind-blowing. And we're so lucky to be in, living in the first, you know, country to legalize cannabis for not only Canadians and Canadian residents, but tourists to Canada, meaning anybody who lives anywhere else in the world can come to cannabis and consume cannabis, except for, I believe, South Korea. If, you cons- if you're South Korean and you consume cannabis outside of South Korean, that's still considered breaking South Korean law. Oh, so they, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's there are. Yeah, so they may not be the only country that has laws like that. Mm-hmm. But um, other than those situations, people can come to Canada, Canada, and consume cannabis. Yeah, like it's huge. It is huge. I and I think it's interesting because I, I had a, an experience while I was here. Um, I went to Man City on uh, on Granville, and I and I bought cannabis, and it was a total like it was a storefront and like. I knew, because I work in this industry, that that was an illegal, or maybe not an illegal, but a gray area kind of exchange, and I just didn't understand, like, how that would be 
If somebody was here who was a tourist, they would have no idea. No. Nope. They wouldn't no, know. Local residents better. don't know. Local like, residents. My friends know. don't know. Like, that's what blows my mind is I feel like I'm bitching all the time. Yeah. And every people in my community that I'm close to that I talk to but aren't, like, in the industry don't know that they're not, that they're buying illegal illicit cannabis. They think it's legal. Yeah. Not all of them, but no. most of them. <laughs> it's, it, I wouldn't have known any better if it wasn't for the fact that I am in the industry that I am in just because it did look really nice and there was a storefront, but yeah, there wasn't enough warning signs. That's kind of a telltale, you guys, if you don't really know. If there isn't a gigantic label that's taking up over half of the label that's a warning sign, then it's probably illegal cannabis. It's it's illegal. You go in and, and you should they should be asking you for two pieces of ID. Yeah. Um, before you even go into the room where the cannabis is. And the way that you're going to interact with that cannabis is a piece of bud in a piece of plastic, maybe like, I don't know what that is. Like, I'm not like, like six inches by six inches round. And it has a magnifying glass. So you can kind of look at the trichomes a bit, but it's so awkward and hard. And you have to get it really close to your face. So it's super unhygienic <laughs> and disgusting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then to scent it, there's a plastic thing that you, it's like the size of a, a mustache okay. with holes in it. And then you have to take this plastic thing off and sniff through that. And once again, it's just so unhygienic. And there's no wet wipes to wipe anything down. Yeah, <laughs> you that know? sounds gross. So you don't really know what you're buying. It's just like a sample of the bud from that harvested cannabis that they're selling. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. you know, if people leave the lid off for too long, you're going to lose the terpenes. And, you know, like, it, 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 you know, anyway, so if you go into a store, then you see these big jars of cannabis and they take off the lid <laughs> and hold it up to you to smell. That's definitely illicit cannabis. Like yeah. that is illegal black market, gray market, off right, off white, underregulated, pre-regulated silver market crop cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> Which smells really good. So take a deep inhale of the flowers. Take a deep inhale, but if you're buying craft cannabis and if you are choosing to purchase craft cannabis, then purchase it um, responsibly. Yeah. Know how to identify healthy bud. Because the government's not regulating it for nope. you, so you have to learn how to regulate that for yourself. And really, you guys, the only way that you can do that is with, like, a magnifying glass. Like, really, when you're getting down to it, it comes to looking through a special kind of um, Oculus to, to see it. So, it is. It's, it's taking a risk either way. So, it's an interesting time. I like that you're, um, it's history, like you said. You, you like doing a little bit of a comparison, the legal versus the craft, and, and I like that, so... I'm going to explore that a little bit more. I've, I went to a legal party, and that was really fun. Um, I Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I've i also gone to legal parties where there was no weed, and it's I didn't crazy. enjoy it. And There's so, so many legal parties with alcohol. Like, it blows and, and, my mind. And then they, like, give you the free alcohol. But, like, I'm like, I just want to look at your bud and smell it. Like, I, I mean, like, cool. If we could taste it and try it, that would be awesome. But I just really want to... How, how do you have a cannabis party without any cannabis? And then you give away alcohol. And yet they have these commercials saying, cannabis and alcohol don't mix. That's the stigma. Like, this is what blows my mind, is that even within the cannabis industry, the stigma exists. Like, that's how big the stigma is. And that people within the industry will be like, no, I don't believe in the stigma. Like, da 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 But I've been at industry events where um, there are people who do not um, consume cannabis and they choose alcohol instead. And it's so weird. And I've heard through the rumor mill 
that um, there is a point of view that if you consume cannabis at these industry events, like publicly, and people can see you, that it's considered sort of like cheap and trashy. So Which, it's very, so it's very, very interesting. But it's, this is it, you can kind of see within the own industry how it can be a little bit divided. Now, but this is before legalization, so I don't know if that's shifted since legalization, so maybe it's different now, because I also know a lot of them have to be really, really careful because they work for um, publicly traded companies, and yeah. so they're held to a higher standard, or they're being but paid that is to be at these events, and, you know, and, and they have to sign, um, you know, uh, contracts. It's true. I, I know that we did go to an event one time, and I think it was pre-legalization, and uh, there was definitely some people who thought that it was amazing that we were out there and we were having smoke sesh and, and said, those are my girls and those are the people I would hang out with. And then there was um, kind of, yeah, like that's not really... And, and it's a shame because I really think that that's part of my mission here to normalize, destigmatize. That's what it is. And, and so like it is. It's just like if you can smoke a, jo- a cigarette and walk down the street, I should be able to smoke a joint and walk down the street and... and have it be just the same thing. And, and truthfully, yeah. like, I'm, I'm kind of, like, walking around downtown Vancouver sometimes scares me. And so sometimes just, like, having a joint on me and smoking is, like, enough for people to be, like, okay, I'm not going to fuck with that girl. Yeah. And it's just, like, yeah, you're, like, that's all it is. It's, like, we just, we, I think we just have to put ourselves out there as consumers. And I believe that the plant's very diverse, and I believe humans are diverse, and I believe that, um it can really, like, the plant can really impact every human on this planet. And so to um, connect with them, that means there's, like, any possible way. Like, it's not just one way. Yeah. And so I really believe that there needs to be a diversity of point of views that are supported and in the cannabis space because yeah. that's how we normalize consumption. If we keep investing in the same point of view with slight variations, like, over and over and over again we're leaving out most of the population. Yeah. And so we really need to understand that if we want to normalize con- like cannabis consumption, you've got to look at everybody. Yeah. Grandmas. Grandmas are next on board on my list. <laughs> so I got to get grandmas on with the cannabis. But yeah, making it normal for anybody to consume and that it's okay for them to consume. Yeah, and that it's okay. Like, it's okay. Love and them. I get it. Smoking's bad. I get it. <laughs> But you know what? Vape. Well, or even vaping's bad. I get it. Like, there's going to be people who say that. This is the thing. I don't eat meat. I do yoga nearly every day. I meditate. I'm like, you know, I go, I walk like 10 kilometers a day. Like, this is what I can do because I don't have kids. And so I'm pretty healthy. So you know what? Absolutely. Smoking's not the healthiest thing. But, but like, let's not be hypocrites here. Yeah. Like, let me choose my bad. You choose yours. And, oh, yeah, and I don't really eat processed sugar. You know, and let's just stop making each other wrong and bad for our choices yeah. and just accept it. And if you don't like my message, that's fine. I get it. But you don't, all you need to do is like unfollow me or block me. Like, <laughs> you know, that's it. And that's cool. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to reach everybody in the world. I'm not trying to get everybody to agree with me. That's yeah. not my job. It's hyper niching, right? That's it. That's right? it. Like, and there's so many people who relate to you for so many reasons like that. Like, yeah, the vegetarian. Yeah, she she doesn't have kids. Yeah, she's living her lifestyle. You know, like she's you, you know you've got it figured out. You've got you nailed down, and so when you've got you nailed down, other people see that. People see you living your authentic self. People seeing you live your best and highest self, and and that radiates. Oh yeah, it's 
that radiates. It's beautiful. I feel so lucky. I'm like the luckiest. I know. I feel the same way. Uh, thank you thank so you. much. I'm so glad we're friends. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad you came over to my home. Thank you for inviting me. It's so beautiful. Honestly, this has been um, Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Be sure to check out Unity Marguerite on Instagram as well as Besha Jewelry. And when shopping for cannabis, be sure to use CoastalWildfire.com code HIGH with three eyes for money off. Have a great day.